Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 282 of the Player Player Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to the both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. What is that, Arsene? Talk about video games. Talk about video games every Thursday of every week. We gather around the virtual water cooler to discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man, along with my co-host, the man who's renewing his Game Pass sub and rebuying his Xbox, Arsene. Lockpa. Woo, that's me, baby. That's me. I told y'all, never doubt Phil Spencer. Never doubt Sarah Bond. Never doubt Matt Booty. We out here. We are Xbox stands with Xbox. Beep, boop, beep, boop, bing, bing, bang, bang, boom. We love Xbox. We love Game Pass. I would never, ever slander their name ever again. I never did it in the first place. I'm the Xbox number one fan. I'm the, You know that guy who uh, got the lifetime subscription to Xbox Live? Remember him? Yeah. That's my son. That's my Whoa. son. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm I'm happy that Xbox is good. Well, we'll be talking about that for sure. Uh I will start off with the top of the episode. I'm a little bit under the weather. My voice is going to sound a little weird. Pardon that. Uh I don't want to hear any comments about that. Moving you want right me to along. match my voice to your voice? Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. Absolutely. Uh, before we get into all the Xbox news, to switch things up, because I know we talked about Xbox last week as well, Steam Next Fest did happen over this week. So I did want to shout out some indie games that I played and had a good time with uh, over the past week. Um, one was Dysomancer. Have you heard of Dysomancer? This is the first time hearing this one. It's basically a deck building roguelike. And essentially the whole thing of it is you have this dice ability that can essentially change any number on screen. So say you're fighting a boss that has 200 health. You can either play a dice card or activate this dice power, roll a dice. And let's say it lands on four. Now the boss has four health or like say they're doing 10 damage. You roll a dice. It's not doing two damage, stuff like that. So, uh, very very interesting very interesting indeed um i think this is gonna be a fun one like it kind of i don't know if slay the spire is the right comparison but it definitely felt like oh this is this is gonna be a fun little roguelike that you might get sucked into on pc um at least the current ui wasn't very friendly to steam deck because it was a lot of clicking and dragging but that might change Mm. in the future obviously this was just a demo but that was hot. Um, Looks like the demo is still available. Demo is still available, so go ahead and try it if uh, if you haven't played that one. Haunty, another one. Uh, mm. Haunty just recently got announced for Game Pass. It's a game that has been on my radar at least for the past year. Uh, it has a very unique art style. Uh, and basically, you're a little ghost trying to reunite with your ghost lover or something like that. And... Uh, you can like haunt objects to solve puzzles. Um, and this also kind of like has twin, twin stick shooting aspects to it as well. So, uh, that one was really fun. I think the standout factor on there is that the music sounded incredible. Like there were some scenes in that demo where I was like, yo, this, whoever composed this soundtrack is in their fucking bag. Um, so shout out to Haunty. Is that demo still out? Demo is still out. Go play that one. Go play it, y'all. Uh, Tales of... It. Please, download all of these as I'm telling you about them. Tales of Kinzira Zhao. Um, that was the one where the guy at the Game Awards was talking about... You oh, know, yeah, his father. Something about his father, X, Y, and Z. This game is going to be like Metroidvania. Ask, I have fun with it. You basically have two masks that uh, affect which powers you have. So you have like a fire mask that is for more... Uh, close range attacks if if i am remember cl- correctly and you have like a moon mask that's for more ranged uh, attacks and you, they both have like each ability within those masks have their own little cooldowns so you can like you know build a nice rhythm of switching between the masks to to either you know take out certain specific types of enemies or just to you know chain together some pretty sick combos so that one that was shaping up to be really nice as well. Um, really quickly, other two I play Pepper Grinder. 
Um, okay. Just really? a really fluid game. I think I've talked about that in the past. I played at uh, PAX East or West uh, last year as well. Demo still fire. Uh, is Tales of Kinzera still out? Tales of Kinzera still out. Pepper Granny still out. W. I'm down. I'm actually downloading these as we're talking. There we go. There we go. Uh, and then one other that I played and had a good time with was called Mouthwashing. This is a horror game, like a, oh, a like nah. more like psychological horror, and it's basically about like this futuristic uh, delivery crew, uh, and basically their their captain goes crazy. Um, and either tries to kill them or something, but they stop the captain. And now you have the captain's like mutilated body, uh, on the ship. Like he's barely alive. He's like on life support. Uh, and, and the crew is just trying to figure out how they're going to survive, uh, like on this ship when like all of their resources are basically gone. Uh, so that was pretty interesting, kind of creepy. Luckily, at least from what I played, it's more of like a narrative, uh, horror, which I can handle. It's not like, all right, something's actively chasing you 24 seven, low ammo, all that stuff. So mm. that one seems fun. And the graphics are like more voxel, not, not super realistic, which also takes a little heat off of the horror aspect. So I thought it was pretty interesting. There were some funny aspects. Uh, if you play the demo, which is like 30 minutes or less, you do come to learn why the game is called mouthwashing. Uh, very interesting. So okay, highly okay. recommend that one as well. Um, I have a couple more I have downloaded here, but I didn't get to try them. Um, but if I if anything else comes to mind, I will call it out. But overall, pretty good Steam Next Fest. Oh, sorry, two more. Uh, Children of the Sun. Oh, uh, I wanted to play published by Devolver. Essentially, it's like a puzzle, a weird puzzle cult game where you're this person who has one bullet. You shoot, and then like if you hit a target, you can then redirect your bullet to hit another target after you've you know hit the first one. Very cool. Uh, you know, opens up a lot of cool puzzle opportunities, and you start to like unlock really cool abilities as well as you get later uh, in the levels of the demo. So that was really fun. And hashtag blood. Let's go. This I'm about one to play was this one awesome. Night, like I love the Cartoon Network type vibe. It definitely felt like. Ed, Ed, or not Ed, Eddie, but like Dexter's Lab type type art style, maybe some Powerpuff Girls, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was super fun. Like it was like a modern approach on that kind of genre where it's like, okay, all of your quests and stuff are happening on social media, which is where the hashtag blood comes in. Uh, so I love the art style. I would say the combat leaves a little to be desired, but I think because the game is so artistically different, it has a lot of character uh, just, you know, in the dialogue and the, in the interactions, I think as a whole, it's a pretty strong product, at least the demo was. So yeah, I, I suggest everybody check those out. I'm very upset now of Why? all the games. Hashtag, Hashtag blood, blood is not available. The demo is not still available. I, when I tell you, I've been waiting on this game for years literal years i've been i I follow the twitter exit 73 team exit 73 whatever they're called i've been you know following every time they got a new post i'm like dang that hood is clean bro look at this look at this uh hand-drawn animation look at this this like the frames that they're putting the work they're putting the effort into making this game i just can't wait to play it and here i missed my opportunity by this much you were too obsessed with uh getting that ethernet set up you played yourself I guess I played myself. That's the only game that got played during Next Fest for me. Well, uh, I'm going to give you guys homework, including you, Arsene. I know you didn't play any games because you were too busy setting up your laptop. Learn about, <laughs> or not laptop, your Ethernet. Learn more about that in uh, the cooldown, which should be out by the time you're listening to this. Um, but yeah, go play these demos. Report back in the Discord, playerplayerpod.com slash Discord. Let's talk about them. Uh, let me know if you have fun with them. But uh, it's time to get into the main discussion here. As we talked about last week, there were some rumors shaking up social media, shaking up all the the game communities. It was about Xbox going multi-platform. Well, at the time of recording this, they have had their little podcast breaking down their business thoughts and, and decisions. And I thought we'd, you know, talk through them. First, I want to get your thoughts on how you 
like what your takeaways were from it. I don't know if you saw the whole thing, if you saw I the did. highlights or what, but uh, give me your takeaways. My takeaway is that, you know, I, I've never felt more, you know, what's the word? I don't think vindicated is the word justified in my opinion from last week when we talked about uh, Xbox. It just feels good feeling right. You know, I was basically in the camp that, bro, let's just settle down, everybody. Let's not get our horses uh, get ahead of our horses. Let's not go crazy with these rumors that we're just hearing online. And I pretty much turned out to be, you know, correct. I mean, sure, there were some, you know, I guess like not, they weren't even surprises, really. They were just kind of like announcements that they kind of made throughout this little podcast. And I know we'll talk about it, you know, in a couple minutes here. Uh, but overall, I was not really surprised by the stance that, you know, Xbox is, I guess, taking for these uh, next couple of, uh, next couple of years. And I guess even including this next generation, um, they briefly touched on that. So, hey, man, believe in Xbox, y'all. Y'all, they they already fumbled so bad in the past generation. <laughs> There's no way they could just like, like, I don't think they're in like a mode where they're just like you know, con- they're not playing Yoshimitsu in Tekken in any of the Tekken games. What does that mean? He's got this move where he just like commits seppuku and it like does damage to him. Like he'll turn around and stab himself in the stomach. And if you're standing behind him, it'll be like half your health bar or something. Damn. But the you know trade off is that he can, it'll damage himself and you can spam it as Yoshimitsu and you can just kill yourself. <laughs> so That's they're, crazy. Not, they're not pulling the Yoshimitsu, I'll say. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm in the same camp as you where this is not as big of a deal as the internet made it seem to be. Um, you know, the past week it definitely was a sky is falling type discussion nonstop. And I'm glad that at least this podcast will quell the fears um somewhat. I'm sure people will still have questions in XYZ, but they're still making hardware. Like there's gonna be a next generation console that you know, and I have a list of bullet points of like what they talked about, but let's just go ahead and skip to the next generation console here mm-hmm. because I'm not gonna lie, Sarah Bond kind of out of pocket for what she said. They said she says she's focused on delivering the largest technical leap you will mm. ever have seen in a hardware generation. Alex. Now, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff they said where I was like, okay, you know, this is I like to hear this. This is X, Y, and Z. This is this makes sense. This is this was the one thing where I was like, this is the most cap I this mm-hmm. is the my cap detector is going off the charts right here. Because how? How? Yeah, All right. Like, I don't know. How is anything like even the highest NPC today? Uh like you look what the highest NPC could do, and sure, me playing Alan Wake versus all of y'all peasants who play Alan Wake in your consoles, it was night and day comparison. Mine looked way better. I understand that. But it wasn't like, and I've talked to my friends about this so many times in the past when I got an HD TV for Christmas, like, I don't know how long ago, like, you know, several decades ago. Uh, and the first thing I w- wanted to do, because my Xbox supported HD, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to play Borderlands. Uh, and my mom got me like this cable from EB Games, this HD cable, because originally, if you remember, it was just like red, white, uh, and yellow. Uh, yeah. You had to hook up the the little cables to your TV, and then mm-hmm. they came out with like green and blue and shit for the <laughs> HD. I was like, okay, so I plugged it up, and I booted up Borderlands. I think it was Borderlands One on Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and I was like, on my HD TV, I was like, oh, okay, this looks this looks pretty good, I guess. And I was like, uh, you know. I thought HD was going to look a little crisp, crisper, and then that's when I realized the. The cable that my mom got me had an HD to to SD little switch on it. Oh, and I never turned the switch to to HD. So I was like, "Oh shit!" I clicked it over to HD. I was like, "Yo, this is crazy!" It's like uh, Powerpuff Girls when that fucking clown took all the color out of the world. He added it. <laughs> you know, they beat his ass and they added it back. Like it was game changing. And I highly doubt that whatever console the Xbox puts out is gonna get close to that. Like, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I want to be wrong. That. No, I can't tell you that. I mean, you know, as we continue in, down these generations of gaming, of gaming, I think, I don't know where I first saw this, but like the returns that we're getting from gaming are diminishing. Every, you know, every console, every, you know, generation to the point where it's just going to be like, 
Well, I guess that it looks a little sharper. I guess I think like that feeling that you had when you still had it in SD mode uh, yeah. back when you were a child. I feel like that's probably what we're going to be getting for the next, you know, I don't know, generation or two, unless they, you know, just really come up with some some technology that we can't even fathom right now. That's the only thing. I, that's the only way I could see uh, our minds being blown again from like a visual standpoint, like from a hardware standpoint. But the only the only way I think it's like literally that mind blowing of a leap is that they integrate some sort of AI to enhance the experience. Mm. Like, I don't know. Did you see Project Sora today? I did see Project Sora shit today. That shit was crazy. I was questioning. Crazy. I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> no, there's no way. <laughs> the, the, one, little... the, the video at the end with the black dude and the texture in his hair. The I was like, dude. Yeah, the black dude. I was like, I was like, first of all, I thought y'all AI people didn't even fuck with black people like that. Yeah, I'm y'all like, got a real black dude up there. <laughs> I'm like, y'all been getting black people wrong for generations, life, all right, forever. And now you're telling me this AI can create a perfect black dude out of scratch? Basically, impossible. Nah. So nah. I mean, I'll let, and you know, Microsoft has a close partnership with OpenAI. If they can find an interesting way to use AI into the system itself, not necessarily the games. Maybe it can mm-hmm. creep in the games with some way. I feel like that's the only way we're going to see a generational leap because I feel like, just like you said, we're at the law of the diminishing returns. Things look pretty realistic enough. I don't think people want their fucking video games to look like le- legitimate real life. Like they're looking at a fucking uh, CNN broadcast or nothing like that. <laughs> no, we want it to, we want it to be basically the last of us, maybe red dead GTA five or GTA six levels of realism, but we don't need it to go as far as, you know, Sora AI is going. So mm-hmm. um, I think coming out with the console being like, wow, it, it does this and this now is like less of a selling point for most people. Like most people, ray tracing is nice and it does make the games look better, but unless you can promise it consistently for every game, I don't know if that's the selling point that they think it is. I, I think nowadays it is more about the utility of the hardware in terms of, my hardware, like the Steam Deck, is now mobile, and I have my whole Steam library on there, and I can, you know, use it to emulate. And that's kind of like a, a unique selling point that no other console can do right now. The Switch, obviously, another mobile console, um, with the with the Joy Cons, and it's the perfect family experience. Uh, I really hope that going into the next generation, both PlayStation and Xbox sell us something more than yeah, it's the it's a PC but less powerful that you can put in your living room. Like I, I understand having that, uh, selling point, like people, not everybody wants to buy a PC. They're expensive and Mm -hmm. they come with a lot of baggage that people don't want to deal with in terms of setting up. But like Xbox 360 generation, we had Xbox live, the, the invention of Xbox live. We did have all these cool experimental services that made the hardware unique and exciting to have on its own, right? Like they they were doing stuff that you couldn't do on the PC. Like I remember spending countless hours literally just in the Netflix app on my Xbox 360 where they had this like viewing mode where, you know, we all had avatars back then and your friends could literally come into the the party with you. You could see your friends' avatars. You could throw popcorn at the screen while you're watching Netflix and shit. It was goaded. And we've completely like regressed. Even like PS Home, I never had the PlayStation 3, but the concept of PS Home is completely gone where like you no longer have that identity uh, attached to your console. It is literally just a little computer that can play games better than, or worse than, you know, the mid- mid to high range of modern day computers. Exactly. Uh, so I guess going back to the top of, of this, this press conference, first, first note, Xbox is only going to release for four games as of now to other consoles. I think there have been multiple articles that have said these games are going to be Sea of Thieves, Grounded, Pentiment, Hi-Fi Rush. Um, it hasn't been confirmed, confirmed by Xbox, but uh, a lot of reporters have reported that these are almost definitely the games. Um, how do you feel about that? How do you feel like after all the speculation of Starfield and and Indiana Jones and Halo, like how do you feel that now we have these four? You know, I definitely, I mean, I didn't really care, you know, to begin with about what, you know, con- like games they were going to be moving over and shifting around. But I feel like I, even, I care even less now that they are there. These aren't like, flagship 
Xbox games, you know, they're obviously very, you know, well-made games, very great games, but I kind of agree with uh, what they were saying in the podcast, how they feel like, you know, they've reached who they're going to reach on within the Xbox and PC sphere. Why not try to, you know, expand the audiences by, you know, offering these uh, games up to, uh, you know, other platforms as well. And, you know, I really think that that does only, you know, benefit, you know, gamers and the developers of those games. So, by all means, go right ahead, you know, Xbox. I think the biggest uh, takeaway for me, though, was just the, like, their choice of wording, I guess, regarding these games. They're just like, hey, man, y'all getting these four. Don't, 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 don't uh, start getting, you know, too big for your britches, thinking that, you know, every Xbox game is going to be, you know, coming to, to PlayStation, every Xbox game coming to Switch. Um, which, I mean, you know, then they, they can always change their mind. They can always, you know, decide to do some wild stuff in the future. But as for right now, I was like, man, I told y'all, we're not about to just go crazy mm-hmm. with the Xbox. So, yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's, you know, a perfectly fine move for them to make. Yeah, I agree. I think these four games make a lot of sense as like the, the first iteration of this plan or, or whatever they're testing out. Like, uh, I think they talked about this in the FTC court case as well. Like there's like a, they have like a qualifying criteria of what makes sense, most sense to be an exclusive, uh, like hundred percent Pentiment and Hi-Fi Rush, I think are not, nobody's buying a console to play Pentiment or Hi-Fi Rush. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think I haven't played Pentiment, but Hi-Fi Rush, fantastic fucking game, but it's not selling Xboxes, right? Um, and also it's a brand new IP. So I think like very much like they were saying, like when a game like this outlives its, or basically has its legs run out of it on the console it starts on, I don't see any problem with moving this to the switch or the PlayStation or whatever. Uh, and I actually, you know, would like the brand to get more recognition and more, uh, spotlight put on it as a result. Right. I would hate for this game to just be released on xbox and because it's not the big exclusive it just kind of dies out and we don't hear anything else from either the the small teams that made that or the franchise itself right like i think that's similar to what happened with uh uh, sunset overdrive right like it was a um you know launch title is either a launch title or like close to launch for the xbox one One, obviously xbox one had its own issues and because it just didn't sell that well like the the franchise kind of just died on the xbox one uh which is a total bummer like i would have loved to see that game come to playstation and that would have opened the door that when you know eventually insomniac got purchased by playstation maybe we would see more you know uh sunset overdrive but because of the business strategy of exclusives at that time uh the the ip kind of just died on the vine which is a bummer um so i can't i guess building off of that do you see do you think it is inevitable that you know more titles are going to go multi-platform how do you do you think it's going to be like okay like once they release hi-fi rush 2 or something it's going to be like a year and then they'll port it to other consoles and we'll start to see this cadence for like smaller titles Hmm, or live service titles I can't really speak on what the cadence is going to look like. I don't, I'll think on it while I'm bringing up my other point here, but I definitely think that more games will be, you know, making their way um, across platforms. I think, you know, that was another point that they did make um, during the podcast where they mentioned them uh, or they mentioned seeing a future where exclusivity is kind of, you know, it gets like low, like smaller and smaller as we move forward in the generations of as we move as the industry moves forward. Um, so by all means, I think I can see these games uh, being multi-platform or you know, especially like the smaller games. To like to your second point, like what the cadence looks like. I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like it would make the most like you know business sense for them to be like, hey, come play it on Xbox first, but you could wait and play it on PlayStation, like, in a year, that would probably make sense, but, and again, they could just, you know, if it is truly just, like, you know, one of those, you know, smaller level games, at the end of the day, these are all, these are all their games that are, you know, these are published by Xbox, so they're gonna be getting, you know, a piece of the uh, pie, Mm -hmm. you know, anyway, so I could see them also just day one, offering it to, obviously, day one Game Pass, but then, you know, day one offering it on, uh, 
to on multiple platforms to all gamers. So yeah, I think it's still going to be very interesting. Like obviously, Pentiment, CSDs, brand new IPs. Like we're going to have South of Midnight come out. I mm-hmm. think probably next year or something, which also might end up being like a smaller IP. I can see that one if it is like a smaller project ending up heading to Switch and PlayStation like a year after that releases as well. Uh, And it definitely seems like, okay, they're testing the water on these smaller titles. And if these smaller titles work, they're probably going to continue to uh, put the rest of their smaller projects on other platforms as well. Um, Just because uh, just looking at the patterns, um, Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment are very like, very genre specific um, titles where, Either way, like even if it's exclusive to Xbox or if it's multi-platform, I think the people that are going to play it are just going to play it whenever it's available to them. Like that's nobody's running to regardless platform to to like you know play these types of titles. And I think you know stuff like South of Midnight that are capturing a specific niche genre will probably be that way as well. Now, when you get to games like Indiana Jones, it'll be interesting to see, you know a year out, two years out, three years out, like if anything happens with that game, because I think depending on how it plays, that is a game that people are like, Oh, Indiana Jones is over here. Like this might, I might need to get an Xbox for Indiana Jones. Right. You can see people saying that similar with Starfield. Like I might need to get an Xbox for Starfield. Um, So it'll be very interesting. Like now that we've kind of started the trickle of, okay, we're we're letting you guys have these. It's going to be interesting to see two, three years down the road. Like, if there's going to be a discernible pattern at some point, yeah. um, same with live service games. I think see at these, um, makes a lot of sense. Ground. It makes a lot of sense. You're going to want that cross play and cross save, uh, you know, support to as big of an audience as, as you can get, especially if you're a fan of these games. Uh, but I mean, in terms of the live service, I think it makes sense for all, all multiplayer games to be live service. Like, especially in, this day and age where you're competing against, you know, the Fortnites, the apexes of the world where these games are shamelessly multi-platform and they are free to play and they're fighting for your dollars um, and your time more than anything. Do you see like the shift in strategy, even though Halo is like the sacred cow on the Xbox side, <laughs> Gears is like the sacred cow. Unfortunately, it's just like a lot of Microsoft's historic IPs are these multiplayer uh, live service titles. Do you see them eventually migrating over as well? I want to say yes, because I think, you know, like you're saying, that just makes sense. That, like that makes the most sense strategy wise. You know, we're just moving. We got to, you got to move to multi-platform in order to make sure that your live service game is not a flop to make sure your live service game doesn't end up like how I guess Halo Infinite is, you know, currently right now. Um, but then again, like that, it's just such such a big part of the brand identity for Master Chief to be an Xbox character. But then again, we are they already loosened the reins on on Master Chief. They got him on on a uh, Paramount Plus. They got him in Fortnite. <laughs> the boy's everywhere. Might as well throw him on you know switching switching uh playstation at this point i mean mm. it, it doesn't seem as restrictive as like you know the whole you know as like nintendo characters being only on nintendo consoles and whatnot so mm-hmm. you know what I'm, I'm gonna say i could definitely see uh halo at, at, you know at some point down the line being a multi-platform game i don't know you know fully if there's some sort of like you know logistics some legal stuff like tied up with the ex- with the master chief you know with master chief and the, the halo name but I don't know. I think I, think I could see it. Legal sure. stuff. I mean, they own all the I mean, all yeah. the rights, don't they? You know, I guess you're right. They can do whatever the hell they want. Put them <laughs> yeah, on Xbox. I mean, put them on a uh, PlayStation. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I guess this will transition into like a bigger conversation about like the exclusivity and the platform identity versus like the brand, the game of the brand, or the game of the brand, like the brand of the games themselves, and like how the how the the games can be the brand drivers instead of the actual hardware, right? So, um, uh, so another summary of like kind of the points that we're making uh, were that you know these decisions are being made with the long term health of Xbox in mind. They're aiming for growing the platform and, and making successful games. And like you said, they said, hey, like we have fifty million 
whatever Xbox has sold or 30, 50, 35 million Game Pass customers. And we basically have to make a decision. Like, do we find ways to get more money out of the people that are invested or do we reach more people? And it, it seems like the clear answer is to try and reach as many people as possible. Um, and they said that they see an opportunity to utilize other platforms to drive more business and value um, to invest in future iterations of similar games. So like a Hi-Fi Rush uh, 2 can be funded by the money that you know they make from PlayStation and Switch sales. And they also said introducing Xbox franchises to players on other platforms builds brand value for Xbox, right? And for how we've looked at consoles up to this point, that's kind of been like the antithesis of how we've seen it. Like mm-hmm. having your character exclusive to your console is what builds builds the brand value for your platform. But I actually tend to agree with the perspective here. Um, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe, you know, going down the road, like every everything that has been said in this business meeting will not have panned out well for Xbox and the decisions they made because people do see PlayStation as just like the central place to play as a as a console player. And, you know, maybe Xbox will end up losing significant revenue there. But for me personally, I do look at like some of the biggest, you know, game games um, out right now, whether it's Fortnite, Minecraft, uh, Roblox, uh, Apex, Call of Duty. These games are all multi-platform. And I think these games from their name recognition alone have more brand power than most PlayStation games and most uh, pretty much all Xbox games at this point, right? Like when you look at Fortnite, Fortnite trounces and makes more money than any game <laughs> in the you know PlayStation or Xbox catalog. And it doesn't matter that it's on multiple platforms. In fact, the fact that it's on multiple platforms is what makes it so powerful as a brand because you can play it on your phone. You can play it on your Xbox, PC, Switch, uh, PlayStation, whatever. I'm very curious, like I know companies have been chasing the live service model uh, for a while now, which hasn't panned out, but I'm curious, like in terms of PlayStation and Xbox, if Phil is right and like in 10 years from now, exclusives won't really matter as much as more as like building your brand into like a juggernaut that people can, you know, that can meet people anywhere they are uh, matters. Like I think Nintendo is in the, special category of they have both where their mascots are exclusive, but because their mascots are so timeless and so iconic that people will, you know, come to Nintendo to interact with Mario, Donkey Kong, X, Y, and Z. But I do think that Xbox needs to focus on building their ecosystem around their games and not vice versa. Right. I think Mm -hmm. they need to start looking at a game that can, get people as excited as a GTA, right? GTA, people don't give a fuck what platform is coming to. They're just like, I know I need to play this as soon as it comes out. Like mm-hmm. I drop everything. This is a must have title. And I don't think PlayStation or Xbox has ever achieved that kind of product. And I think one is kind of hard to do that. Like it's kind of hard to make a product that literally everybody globally wants to be involved with. But also I think, you kind of shackle yourselves with the exclusives. Like I know you get a lot of money from, you know, keeping people locked in the ecosystem and the store and everything, which is why you have the exclusives. But I think it's starting to look like the money is in being everywhere and Mm -hmm. selling merch and selling microtransactions and selling X, Y, and Z and just making people in love with your brand, turning that into a theme park, turning that into a movie franchise. Like, do you think that, like Phil Spencer or Matt Booty, whoever said 10 years down the road, that exclusives will not be as important and it will be more about building the brands through other means. I think so. I think I will, I'll stand that. Like I said, in, uh, you know, briefly earlier because it just, you know, you got to get your games out there. Like you, you've been saying like with your Fortnite, your Robloxes, your Minecraft, they're everywhere. They, you know, bring so much money. They, they just, they're just the winning formula. And it seems like right now, if you're not uh, trying to adopt to that winning formula, you're not going to be as successful. You're going to end up, you know, spending your $100 million on your game, 
barely making even on that game. I'm like, you know, like, right. like even like a game like as awesome as Spider Man Two was, wasn't it, that one barely made even, right, or something like that, or. Uh, I think it made a profit. It made a profit. It made a profit. But okay, it, but it wasn't as it made a profit. But I think the production costs for it were so high that it's like, was this even worth it? Like, yeah, it right, sold well, exactly. but like, was it worth the two hundred fifty million or three hundred million that we spend on it uh, to to get this profit? Yeah, you're gonna have to get. Yeah, we're gonna have to move to our, or these companies are gonna have to move to this multi platform. Uh, approach if they really want to, you know, continue staying in business, and I'm hoping that you know they all do it in a way that is not. Like, I feel like I think that's something that Sony is trying to do right now. Well, no, not what Sony's trying to do. Sony's trying to make their games live service. There hasn't been any talk of them being multi-platform though. Mm-mm. Okay, never mind. That, that, that was a bad example. I think Sony so- is the. <laughs> I think it's interesting that you brought up Sony because I almost forgot about this point. They had like uh-huh. their their you know financial quarterly meeting or whatever, and they were basically like, mm-hmm. okay, like we're not going to hit the twenty five p twenty five million PS fives that we thought we were going to sell. Like I think we're going to hit closer to twenty one million, so we're four million short. And also, uh, Jim Ryan's like on the way out, so whoever is replacing him, Hiroki Totoki, CEO of PlayStation or something, was basically like, hey, like we got to start tightening our belts. Like our budgets are kind of like, it doesn't, he didn't say this, but it it sounded like he was saying, yo, like our margins are too slim, right? Like, like you're saying about Spider-Man, our games Mm -hmm. cost. So we're spending so much money on these games and to what end? like, sure. We'll make a little profit on it, but are we really growing? Like the budgets are growing, but our, is our revenue growing? Is our profits growing? doesn't seem like it. Right. So it, it also seemed like he was, in the camp of like, hey, we gotta, we gotta find new avenues to like get more return off of these games. And I think, I don't know if he's thinking this, but I think the easy answer is one: put them on PC. Xbox is already doing day and date, and I think PlayStation has already gotten the hump over like, hey, we're making good games. We just need to get those games to a bigger audience. And I think putting them day and date on PC would be an ideal way to do that. I don't know if how long that will take. But I do think it's inevitable. Like Helldivers came out. Everybody's talking about Helldivers. You're seeing clips all on social media of people playing Helldivers. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, those are the types of moments that you need to take your games to the next level and to, to get that global appeal for a lot of your titles, right? Like the more barriers you put between you and a player from accessing and playing your games, like, obviously the less return you're going to get. And like, like I said, back in the olden days, that was fine because once you got people into the console, people were pretty much happy with their console. People were pretty much only playing stuff and only buying games for their specific console that they had. But now that games are so much easier to play now that games span across all different platforms and have cross play and all this stuff, I think there's too many options to say that, okay, like we're going to put this out. We're going to, you know, only let this certain audience of people play it. Um, I think first and foremost, you need to focus on making good games, but second and foremost, you need to nurture and care for those brands so that, you know, people actually know about these games. Like nobody knows about hi-fi rush. Like Mm. I want more people to know about hi-fi rush and through that, you know, sell your merch, sell your whatever, but also fund your sequel for the next one. Um, and kind of just adding on that, uh, like people are worried about Xbox going multi-platform. We still have not gotten games to warrant any stress. Like, sure, <laughs> fucking Redfall will go to PlayStation Five, but who the fuck cares? Like, I can understand if Xbox had like a Last of Us or whatever that you're like, oh shit, like this is what defined the Xbox. This is like the Xbox game and now it's going to PlayStation. So there really is no reason to get an Xbox. It's like, okay, the reason to get an Xbox has been and always will still be Game Pass, right? Like as far as I'm concerned, there hasn't been a game in the last five, 10 years on Xbox that has been the, the single reason to get an Xbox. So if Starfield went multi-platform, who the fuck cares? People were saying that game was trash anyway. Like, I don't I don't understand why people were stressing so so much about that. And like, oh, like, this will spiral, this, you know, this, that. They won't make hardware anymore. 
those fears have been quelled. We already talked about the cap that they they talked about. Most powerful mm-hmm. fucking generational elite. We'll see about that. They're gonna still make hardware. Stop crying about like this multi-platform hubbub. I think Xbox needs to focus on making good games. I don't care about anything else. They could be on whatever platforms they want. I think they've already mastered the art of like letting their teams experiment. And that's something I appreciate them when comparing them to a PlayStation. PlayStation is very much, hey, we're going down our lane. These games are very expensive, which means we're going to play it very close to the chest. Uh, Xbox is like, okay, yeah, this team of four people can make, you know, Pentiment. This team of 30 people or whatever can make Hi-Fi Rush. We don't care. Just, you know, make a breadth of content for our platform. Now let's start to get consistency and a level of quality on all those titles. Like Indiana Mm. Jones, uh, Hellblade. These are going to be like the first test avowed as well. Like we need a solid level, a solid bar before we can start worrying about fucking shit going multi-platform, right? Mm. Like, okay, I see. So I'm still, we're still waiting to see. Uh, I think this year will be, this is the, this is the last year, right? Like if, if Avowed ends up being like dog shit, if Indiana Jones ends up being like dog shit, if Hellblade ends up being dog shit, I mean, sure, they just bought Activision Blizzard. So there's that whole avenue of, to see what's going to come from there. But I think like if they can't do it this year, I don't know when they're going to do it, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, man. I think they still have. You know, a little bit in them. But most likely. So they still yeah. have a little bit in them? Yeah, maybe. I mean, if they if they flop this year. Yeah, if they flop this year, they, they can hold on no. just for a little bit longer. No. You gotta no. have faith in that. See, your 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 faith is wavering. You feel spent. I mean Sarah, Sarah I mean, my Bond. faith is not wavering, but I'm just like if y'all flop a nut, like I'll give y'all Redfall. <laughs> Redfall, I'll give a pass because y'all they essentially inherited Redfall right as they bought Activision Blizzard, and sure they could have canceled it, but it was also just a situation of all right, y'all done y'all done made this shit. Like I guess we could just put there. it out. You know, maybe they told them some lies. Yeah, it'll be ready by this time. Just give us an extra year. She wasn't ready, and they put it out hey, anyway. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Arcane's fault. I thought it was a. Uh... It was uh, Microsoft's or you know Xbox's fault for switching. I forgot how did it get switched to this whole live service thing that they were trying to do. It was always live service, and then they like tried to strip some. Apparently, it was going to be more live service before uh, Microsoft bought them because I think the whole the whole premise on that the Redfall situation was obviously Bethesda needed money uh, to sustain you know building games like Starfield and whatnot. Oh, so they were trying right. to, okay. you know, do these 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 live service stuff. Redfall was one of them. Uh, eventually, Microsoft bought them. They were able to strip back some of the live service stuff, but, you know, it still ended up kind of trash. That's tried. right. Okay, I remember. Yeah. So anyways, I'll give Redfall a pass because they kind of inherited that one. They didn't see it from start to finish. But no, like Hellblade needs to be on point. Uh, Avowed needs to be fun. And Indiana Jones can't flop either. Like, no flops this year. Like okay. I don't if it's mid, if we're talking about eighties, if we're talking about seventies, high seventies, seventy five to seventy, seventy five to eighty. Not mid. That is mid. What do you mean? I mean seventies is are mid. Eighties are not mid, bro. What are we talking about? I mean eighties for a first party platform, like I mean if Xbox is just putting out I'm saying like mid for Xbox. Okay. If we're talking guess, about mid to high, I guess. Mid to high. Like if it's in that like if it's not a Sony first party banger, but it's still like fun, mm-hmm. it's still clean. I'm like, okay, I'm happy with that. If we just got a bunch of, all right, yeah, Indiana Jones, yeah, that's about a 70. I'll <laughs> play about a 70. Like, what do we, we can't do nothing with that. So even like, that's my whole argument. Even if they did say everything is multi-platform, I don't think that's going to solve any of their problems because they don't have that GTA in their bag. They don't have the, the Minecraft, the X, Y, and Z that, even if it's multi-platform, even if more people learn about this shit, nobody's going to be like, oh, whoa, I didn't know they had this over there. I got to play it on my PlayStation. We're going to be like, oh, Red Falls on PlayStation? <laughs> I guess that's cool, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Like, like, make some shit worth getting people upset about is, is basically what I'm trying to get at. I got so, you. I got you. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, we got Diablo four announcement coming to game pass. Were you the one who said that Diablo four is trash or it's a bad oh, game? I, I mean, I didn't say, I was saying that that's what other people were saying. 
Oh, you said that. I mean, I I watched, I played it. I played Diablo Four. I played the place. demo. I'm gonna tell you right now, I didn't like it. Whoa. I don't. I don't like Diablo. You don't like don't Diablo like as a series? Format. Yeah, I don't like it's that. It's like. I'll get on my soapbox. The characters are too fucking small. They're like little chibi at not even chibi. They're little <laughs> little ant sized characters. No, like, zoom you're in. talking about putting zoom in. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm like, and it's just like auto. It's basically vampire survivors. Like you're just pressing one fucking button. Whoa, just killing I don't know I just about don't, that. And you know, I know this is a hot take. People love Diablo for some fucking reason. I'm just like. This shit, it, it doesn't look graphically impressive. It doesn't feel mechanically impressive. I don't really know what the hype is from my perspective. I just think it's a, you know, that was the Dungeon Crawler series back in the day. I feel like it was a back genre. Day, bro. It, it was a for sure a back in the day type of game. I think it was a genre defining game back when it first came out. And that's why this latest entry doesn't really fit because it, there's, you know, there's better versions to play. Yeah, yeah. No disrespect. And to they the charged $40 for horse armor or some shit. Yeah. For, <laughs> microtransactions <laughs> are insane. No disrespect <laughs> to the old heads. No, I'm not trying to disrespect, you know, the legacy of Diablo. I'm just saying, as a 2023 release title, didn't really do anything to me. But this is coming to Game Pass. Do you really think, and I need, I'm, tr- I'm trying to understand this on my own too, do you really think they're putting Call of Duty on Game Pass day one? Like, is that going to be an announcement in June? They have to. They said they putting all the Activision games on there. But did they? Did they say they're going to put them all there on day one when they release? Uh, I don't. Like I didn't. I didn't rewatch I the video. I didn't, I I didn't fully get that, you know. But I'm saying for <laughs> me, put that shit on there, bro. I'm trying to play a little multiplayer every once in a while. Go in there, get a couple kills real quick, and then just you know, drop it. Okay. Okay. I mean, like. That's the thing. I'm like, I just, I'm like, dang, y'all losing a, leaving a lot of money on the table putting this shit in Game Pass. But hey, if people aren't subscribing to Game Pass for whatever reason, I guess they ain't losing out on that much money because Call of Duty, a billion dollar franchise, and you got all them PlayStation motherfuckers refusing to get Game Pass. So there you go. Bring all the PlayStation boys over to Xbox. I guess so. Bring all the I Xbox so. boys in that aren't on Game Pass. Bring them into Game Pass. And then that's it, bro. Your Game so. Pass lives just like that. We'll see, man. We'll see. I, they tease like their E3 event. I guess it's no longer June. E3, but they tease their June event. Um, I'm interested to see what they announce there. I feel like last year was a good showcase. Like we got um, uh, obviously a big component of that was Starfield, but we also saw the. The South of Midnight's, we saw the Clockwork Revolution reveals, X, Y, and Z, Avowed. It was like, Judas okay, as well, okay. right? Announcement? Ju- Judas wasn't Judas wasn't there. Judas was Game Awards. Oh, that's right. You're right Original right. Game Awards. I don't know. I think everything they showed was like either on Game Pass or First Party for the most part. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes in June, man. Like, I think that'll be interesting because I feel like, okay, we know enough of what they're working on. We just need to actually have the shit in hand and we need some shit that slaps. All right. And Hellblade is going to be the first ball that drops there. We also need, let's get some more game pass. Let's keep the game pass energy up. All right. We got persona three reload. I think that was a big W like let's put some other stuff on there. I don't know what let's put some other stuff on there. Mad at 24 on here, baby. Let's go. Is mad 24 on there. They just All put right, it on me, here. Let me replay the Super Bowl so I can get my desired outcome. <laughs> redo it. Yeah, they literally just redo put it. Here, I guess in the past couple couple weeks. I guess uh, we'll end it here. We talked about the next generation of Xbox, the shit that's cap, but they said they're going to have some hardware updates this mm-hmm. holiday. That's interesting. Do you think we finally... So do you think we're going to get more of a refresh of like, okay, this is the new Xbox Series X that, you know, is all digital. Uh, I think we saw pictures of the cylinder got yeah. leaked a, a while ago. Do you think it's going to be more of like a, hey, this is a refresh or maybe a new controller? Or do you think we're finally going to get a handheld, which have been heavily rumored over the past couple of weeks? I think that's just because everybody wants a handheld. I mean, we could get one. That was, I, I would, I would. I kind of want a handheld too. I think that'll be pretty clean for her Xbox to even further, you know, branch them out. But I feel like it's probably just going to end up just being that those rumored uh, refresh consoles that we saw the rumors of the cylinders. 
I think that just makes more sense. I'll be so sad. I mean, honestly, give us a fuck. I think give us a handheld, man. Like, how does what from a business perspective? What sense does it make to refresh the Xbox if your shit's already not selling? What's the point of refreshing it? <laughs> like, who cares? I don't know, bro. They already did it. It's already in the works. Refresh us with a handheld, no man. Refresh us with a handheld. Because, yeah. like, you know. I feel like if I had an Xbox handheld, that's like the last infinity. You know when Thanos put that last fucking stone, he's like, oh, yeah, there we go. That's me, man. If I could have, if I could download these Game Pass games on a handheld, my Steam Deck, that's my only flaw with the Steam Deck. Right, right. If I could just have another handheld, I already got fucking Switch in here. I'll have the Switch 2 in here at some point when they announce that. Got the Steam Deck. Like I have just an Xbox specific handheld that didn't have an ass OS. Like a like I think I said this last last week, but like give me a custom Xbox operating software where I don't have to deal with any of the bullshit that comes with Windows eleven. Mm-hmm. Um and I could just download Game Pass games on there and, and play no them locally. PlayStation Portal bullshit. Yeah, it's no, the no power get the play, is in the, get the cloud shit out there, get the streaming shit out. Get, give me the I'll pay four hundred dollars for it. Yeah. I, I'll pay three, three, four hundred dollars to play a down res version of Persona Three Reload on my fucking Xbox handheld. Just give just it like me. how Steam Deck is like technically a down res version of your PC, your like your full power PC. Give yeah. us that down res version of you know our Xbox games, the games that and we know should be able to run. They should be able to run on, on mobile or like you know I in agree. that in that format. Also, I another think, thing. Yeah. Well, sorry, I'm just gonna say. No, go ahead. Go ahead. X, like Xbox games are controller games because you know it's for the console. They are controller games. You don't have to worry about that. You know, same like kind of uh, mismatch between like Steam games where it's like, okay, I've got like if I'm playing Dicey Dungeons or Slay the Spire, and I've got to you know dra- drag like you were mentioning with Dice. Yeah. Games, you got to drag things around. You don't have to worry about that on X with Xbox games. There are the games are already made for you know a handheld controller to to play them. Then you just put yeah, that absolutely. shit on a you know on a device that has the power to run it. So. Right. And I really think, obviously, like typically in the past when we're talking about mid-gen console refreshes, apparently we're already past the mid point in in both of the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. I think COVID fucked a lot of that up where like now the hardware is just like already outdated. This shit can't do ray tracing, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently we're supposed to they're already talking about the next generation Xbox, right? So it just makes zero sense to put out another Xbox when they just said that they're about to, you know, put out one of the biggest leaps. So it's like, why would I get the small leap if y'all are already working on the biggest generational cap technical for the people that, that didn't you know, already see. tap in. But here's what I'm saying though. If they released a handheld instead, okay, say the handhelds, yeah. you know, I'm not saying it's $200. I say it's $300, $400. Um, I think, it speaks to what they were saying about like your digital library going everywhere, right? So say people don't want a console. Say, uh, I already got a PS5, but you have a handheld. You can have Game Pass locally on there. You have your games. And if you buy any additional Xbox games, you can play that on there as well for the most part, right? Next, when the new fucking Xbox console comes up, the technical leap, well, all these games that I bought on my Xbox handheld, I can also play them on my next-gen hardware, right? Like, I think kind of similar to how it was when the steam deck came out where it's like hey your steam like you don't gotta buy games for the steam deck your entire steam library goes with you onto this device i think the xbox handheld could be a great entry point as well where it's like okay we're offering we're offering something new there's already 50 million people or whatever that bought the xbox if they don't want an xbox maybe they want a handheld and if they enjoy this and they had built a library on this handheld Maybe we can get them to take that over to the next console if it's an enticing enough play. I think that makes way more sense than just saying, here's, all right, you didn't get an Xbox the first time, but I guess now you want one because it's all digital now. Like, I don't know why the fuck, what what would this new Xbox be able to do that the current Series X can't do? Like slightly better hardware? So what? No idea. Who fuck cares? You know what I'm saying? Give us a handheld uh, Xbox. I mean, that seems that's the idea, but I'm just saying, if it just feels like you know, based off of these rumors and whatnot, it just feels like they already you know fumbled in that sense, and they probably already just gonna, they might already just go ahead and just do what you don't want them to do. But I mean, I, I agree. mean, I agree. I think they should do a handheld right. for sure. Okay, okay. Uh, all right. 
I think that that's basically the whole breakdown of the of the the business update, as they called it. Um, sure, I think we learned some interesting stuff, but at the same time, they didn't really need to do this. Like the sky was falling for no reason. Uh, people were getting all their panties up in a bunch, and I hate when they do this, where they're like, "They need to, they need to give some answers." Like it's like, why? I need answers now. Like what? What? Like what does it matter if they give you like? They, I could understand if like Halo, you know, eight was dropping in two weeks and people were like, why would I even buy this if it's coming to PlayStation? But it's like, Hellblade's not coming out until what, like April or May. something. Why, do, why are they demanding May. these motherfuckers? Why are they demanding the CEOs of this fucking company? Come talk to y'all about some bullshit that's not even happening. Why y'all got to demand that? And now, and then they have to do it now because, you know, it's, I feel like it's affecting like, you know, shares and, you know, stock exactly. prices. Cause, you know, people are like, oh, what's going on with Xbox? The company might fail. The company might fail. And then all of a sudden <laughs> prices might start plumbing. And they're like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, we got to step I'm up. I'm curious. I'm curious if that does impact Microsoft stock at all because in the past, like, Microsoft didn't give a shit what happened to Xbox because, you know, trillion dollar company, they had other, they were worried about Windows 11, Windows 12, whatever the fuck. Now, I think Xbox is a big enough business where they don't want constant bad press. But yeah, I mean, they basically came out, talked to y'all. People were like, they're waiting until next Thursday. Like, <laughs> it ended up being like nothing, literally nothing, right? Uh, nothing um, burger, as and if they, our dear friend if they Jose never said anything, I think everybody would have been fine as well. But um, that's that's that. To end this on a uh, on a more lighter note. You got your Ethernet working. You got your PC. Yeah. What are you? What are your plans for the the coming week? Coming week, you know, I'm still. I can't just you know play games all day long. I would love of to. Course. So I gotta you know I'll limit my time to the evenings. Um, but I would like to spend those evenings playing little games here and there. I'd like to prioritize demos first, just so you know, I'll miss okay. out. And then I got to get back to my big dog, Big Baldur's Gate Three. You think I could uh, give you the Blood Plus like EXE or some shit? Like, I have it installed, right? Can I just send it over to you? Whoa! I don't know if that's how that works. Oh, no, I don't think that. No, nah, I think it's probably like some Steam, like you know, shit has to go with it. Yeah, I don't think you can just send EXEs like that. <laughs> but actually, yeah, like people would be stealing games left and right if it was that easy. Actually, <laughs> hey, bro, can you send me a uh, game? <laughs> no, I got you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, let me just let me just upload the EXE to Google Drive real quick. <laughs> okay, yeah. never mind then. I'll get All it right. the next next fest. You know they'd be All dropping right. them every like two months, every three months at this yeah, point. They'd be they'd be going crazy with their little next fest. I can't believe they took it down though. That's kind of foul. I hate when it happens, bro. They always okay. hold me this way. Anyways, uh, before we leave, any final any final thoughts on this whole Xbox situation? What? What are you, what is your what is your final takeaway? What do you have to say to the to the Xbox scenarios? What do you have to say to Tim Dog out there who'd renounce being an Xbox fan? <laughs> uh to the Xbox de- renouncers, you guys are fucking idiots. To the Xbox deniers, you guys are also fucking idiots. I mean, just like, you know, just chill out. I don't understand like I know you and I we have very chill personas, you know. We're we're, we're a couple of That's chill true. fellas. I feel like more people in this world can benefit from that. Just like taking a chill pill. At the end of the day, these are fucking video games, bro. Like, go to, go, to, go, go, go get a job, bro. Go outside. <laughs> what are y'all? What are y'all doing? Just play play your games when you get home. You whatever Xbox does, I promise you, will not affect you that much. It won't. It won't. As long as you can play your games, that's it. And on my note, I will say first of all. If y'all have a PlayStation but not an Xbox, please play Hi-Fi Rush. Like, stop. Mm-hmm. Stop playing yourself, man. If y'all like music, if y'all like rhythm, if y'all like Saturday morning cartoons, go play Hi-Fi Rush when it releases on PlayStation or Switch. Like, stop playing yourself. Let's be real right here. Um, and the second, let's fucking go. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth right yeah. around the corner. I recently was, was playing the Integrated DLC. Something like that. Um and I became the master of Fort Condor. All right. I played that mini game for like an hour straight. Uh, it was real fun. Oh, I remember that, I think. And uh, did you play the DLC? I did play the DLC. I played it on. Okay. That's how you're able to play it for my account. Oh, is that how? I thought I was like, oh, they must have given out for free at some point. Maybe they did, but I bought that shit as soon as it dropped. I was playing it day one. 
Okay, maybe you're right then. Maybe I got it from you. Um, oh, I hated yeah. that Fort Fort Con. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was so I was in. That was basically like a game on its own. Like I, I, I got the trophy for being like grandmaster or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I basically beat the DLC. I don't need to actually play the shit. Oh my, this is fun God. enough. Um, but yeah, I'm very hyped for. <laughs> Bless me. Bless you. I'm very hyped for uh, rebirth. So. Me too. All right, everybody. Tell us what you're excited for in the Discord, playerplayerpod.com slash Discord. Uh, is the sky falling? Are you still an Xbox denier? Do you still not trust Phil Spencer and the sinister words of their uh, leadership staff? I for sure know that I don't believe anything they're talking about <laughs> in terms of the largest technical leap. That shit is. I'm still going to. I'm going to talk about that until we see this fucking console. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that that shit was crazy cat. Like that was they're lying so boldly on the on the biggest stage of them all. They're just gonna say that right to our faces, but they think we'll forget. I'm not gonna forget. Anyways, uh, thank you for the thanks for listening to Player Player. As always, if you enjoyed us, please subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. Rate us five stars on iTunes and tell your friends about us. If you want updates about future episodes and giveaways or anything like that, playerplayerpod.com slash discord. Join the Discord. We're talking every single day about video games, about nonsense, about anime. Oh, about nothing, but about a bunch of nothing. So go join the conversation there, playerplayerpod.com slash Discord. Big shout out to Aaron Miller for the intro music. You can follow him at the Miller Child on Instagram. You can find me on social media as the Hoop Man, where the E is a three. You can find my co-host Arsene here as Pax Arsenico on Twitter and Twitch or Arsene Lockbar on Instagram. And until next time, guys, keep gaming. Game on, folks. <laughs>